Welcome to Yes Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll talk about how classifying ourselves as workers is dangerous to society and marginalized people. We will also talk about the climate in and out of the club and all of the amazing things that sex workers do and everything else in between. This is Daisy Ducati with Yes a Stripper Podcast. In today's episode of Yes, a Stripper podcast, we will speak with Mimi Ivy, a good friend of mine, a longtime dancer, performer, feature dancer, party host, and baker, and mom. Mimi is a woman who does it all, and she's a very busy woman with lots of really cool stories, and I'm excited for you guys to meet her and share some stories with us about her times traveling as a feature dancer, as well as dancing in Las Vegas. So tune in and let's have a chat. Welcome, Mimi, to Yes, a Stripper podcast. Thanks for joining today. Well, thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited to have this talk with you and you're actually my first in-person interview oh okay i'm special podcast <laughs> yeah i'm excited we get to be in the same room yes <laughs> definitely so how have you been what's going on i've been good just you know um working and just got my boobs done and you congratulations. know congratulations yeah, so i'm excited you know yay <laughs> so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself like who you are what you do and so my name is Mimi, last name's Ivy. Um, I do a whole bunch of things. I've been dancing in the entertainment world for 23 years. Uh, I do reality television. I host concerts. I do music videos. I have a bakery. I have a cleaning service. I, I do it all. That's awesome. Yes. You're a busy woman. Very busy. On top of having children and grandchildren and Yeah. Jeez. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it's, it's quite entertaining. You're a busy lady. I could not keep up. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So what's it like having danced for, you said 20 years, 23. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Off and on. I mean, I took little breaks here and there, you know, but yeah, 23 years. That's wild. Have you seen like big changes in the Ooh. local clubs? I've seen a lot of changes. Yeah. A lot of changes. The first change that I can honestly say is that um, strippers are cool now. <laughs> yeah, they were. Um, when I first started, we were home wrecking whores. Mm. And um, you couldn't even tell anybody that you were a stripper when I first started because they wouldn't give you a car loan. Yeah. They wouldn't rent an apartment to you. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. And now in Vegas, it seems like every other person you meet is a stripper, even the boys. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Everybody's a stripper now. Everybody's wants to be a stripper, you know, and uh, couples are going to strip clubs because it's fascinating and it's cool yeah. versus when I first started, if a wife heard about her husband being at a strip club, <laughs> automatic divorce. Oh, yeah. 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 It's great. a trip how many couples come to Vegas and then kind of part ways and do their own thing. Well, yeah, well, Vegas kind of, um, I guess, caters to that now. That's why a lot of the clubs that you go into out here, they have the men upstairs and mm-hmm. they have the women downstairs. So the men will stay downstairs and the women will go upstairs. And yeah, yeah. I always thought that was fascinating to have like a multi-gendered club like that like yeah it seems like a uniquely vegas thing it very much so <laughs> i've never danced anywhere else in the world yeah that had that setup yeah yeah that's fascinating that's fascinating oh man should we should we tell them the story about how we first met oh <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so i was auditioning <laughs> And I had just moved to Vegas and I was auditioning. I think it was like amateur night. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. And I see Mimi from across the club just glaring at me, giving mm. me the most evil stare. Yes, I was. And I could not figure out why because I had no idea who she was. Um, it's because I wanted to snatch her off of the stage <laughs> because she is a spitting image of my daughter. <laughs> And I thought that my daughter was in the strip club and didn't tell me. (laughs) 
So I was highly upset. <laughs> I was like, why is this lady mad at me? <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. Yes. Then when I got closer and realized that it was not my child, it kind of pissed me off even more <laughs> because she looked so much like her, but there was nothing I could do about it. <laughs> so... Yes. Unfortunately, you're not my mom. <laughs> yes. Yes. I wouldn't care if you were there auditioning. I was pissed because you didn't tell me. <laughs> well, next time I'll tell you. <laughs> That's why I was angry. Oh, man. It was so funny. And I was just trying to figure it out. I was like, this lady is mad. I did not do anything. I just got here. <laughs> I, I was I was livid. It was it was a very um, a very mom moment, I should say. Yeah, very much so. It was yeah, it was a real life mom moment in the strip club. It was yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, that was our first encounter. Yeah. And I did not work there very long. No. Mm-hmm. I kind of bounce around at Vegas clubs. It's it's a it's a hard hustle for me. I'm used to like a slower pace environment, you know? Like yeah. San Francisco clubs are like sit and chat kind of clubs. Yeah, see, I can't do that. <laughs> That's not how I was trained. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas. I've noticed like the Vegas girls are vicious. So we are. <laughs> we we really we really are. You got to have a very strong backbone and a very strong um, personality. And um, yeah, you you got to have it when you come out here. Because yeah. if you ain't got it, we will. We'll run circles over you. It's so true. And I, like I said, I've worked all over the world and. Sometimes even I being a dancer in Vegas for 23 years, still am like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like, so I can honestly say that like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a normal thing out here for girls to wait by the door to just snatch whoever comes in yep. and just drag them. To it's normal right out here for a girl to take a guy from you when you're sitting there talking to him. Yeah. That was a strange thing too. Like a lot of the clubs I've worked, I've worked all over the country and a lot of the clubs I've worked, it's like against the club rules yep. to bother a customer while another girl's talking to him. That is another thing that has disappeared in the um, stripper world is etiquette. Mm-hmm. It's no longer there. Yeah. Like if you, <laughs> the club I worked at in San Francisco, if you were like at the tip rail with somebody <laughs> and you weren't also tipping, you would get kicked in the face. Yep. Like, yep, it, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that does that does not exist anymore. Yeah, does not exist anymore. Um, there's no um, back in the day, I want to say not even back in the day, I'm gonna say literally, not even 10 years ago. Yeah, if I had a client, and he gave me all the money that he was going to give me, and I would ask him, mm-hmm. what other type of girl would you like? Whether I liked you or knew you or didn't like you? Yeah. If that you were the type of girl that he wanted, I would go get you and be like, here you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Because there was no, um, there's no cattiness. We were all there to make money. I mean, yeah, yeah. we all had our issues, you know what yeah. I mean? The drama, of course, for human beings, we're girls, you know, sometimes one might be on her period, having a bad day, once fighting with their boyfriend. I mean, you never know what the situation that is. Happens. Yeah. It's a room <laughs> full of girls. Come on now. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, like we all work together. Mm-hmm. Like if we walked to, if the, if the girl was on stage and people were on the tip rail and they weren't tipping, us as other dancers would walk up and start talking shit and yeah. tell them to tip. Yeah, that's 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 what I come from too. Yeah, right? like it just it just doesn't it doesn't happen anymore. It's, it's gone. Yeah, I've noticed in Vegas, it's also like a very solitary experience as a stripper where like I've come from, I worked at a co-op and a bunch of the places that I've worked, like it was more of a family environment. Mm-hmm. We were all working together, but I've noticed in Vegas, like I barely even talk to other dancers when I'm working. So there was a club, I'm not going to say which one, um, that I worked at for 15 years, mm-hmm. like 15 years straight. Wow. Okay. That's like, and we were the biggest family Mm -hmm. that you could possibly imagine. We spent every holiday together, Mm -hmm. every birthday together. Every time somebody had a baby, every baby shower, every wedding, I mean, funerals, it didn't matter. Didn't matter what it was. We were together. 
Yeah. We had Thanksgiving dinner at the club and everybody brought something so I we could celebrate. Yes. So we could celebrate together. Mm-hmm. Like Christmas, we always had a secret Santa. Like our kids grew up together. Like yep. we were a family. And that definitely does not exist anymore at all Mm -mm, at all so so much of a family that when you were in a situation we would all come together and make sure that by the end of the night you were taken care of Mm -hmm. no matter what it was Mm -hmm. and that just yeah it doesn't happen anymore yeah like that's that that's what I came up getting used to as well like we all looked out for each other most of us wanted to work the holidays like Oh my God, I love working home. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I always made so much money on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> yep. Yep. Me too. Like, and it was always fun too. Yeah. Always, people like me that didn't want to hang out with our families. Yeah. And it all, oh, I always had so much fun. I would always eat with the family and then go to work right afterwards. Yep. And, and then go shopping. And the clubs that have good kitchens. Yes. <laughs> will feed you. Yes. That too. Yes. Steak, it's usually it's more steakhouses now yeah than bar food yeah yeah especially out here yeah there's the the strip club steakhouses in vegas are actually pretty good actually they're five-star restaurants <laughs> yeah like they're just really eat. really good so um i'm actually making a guest appearance i'm doing a featured uh set in yeah. new york at the sapphire club oh, nice. and they have one of the best steakhouses also. And I'm excited to go out there and perform, <laughs> but I think I'm more excited to eat while I'm yeah. there. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah. I love it. So tell us about the featuring. Like that's awesome that you get to like travel around and show up at these clubs and like be the star for the night. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's actually, you know what? It's really fun. And I can honestly thank the fact that I started dancing so long ago mm-hmm. to being a feature. Um, when I first started dancing mm-hmm. back in 99, 98, 99. Um, if you did not have a themed set, mm-hmm. knew how to do pole tricks mm-hmm. or knew how to work the crowd, you were not allowed to go on stage after 10 o'clock at night. Wow. You weren't allowed to. Wow. And back then I was making 15 to $2,000 just on stage every night. It didn't care if it was a Monday or a Friday. That's awesome. So we had to get real creative, (laughs) real creative because even then we weren't allowed to dance to all types of music. Mm -hmm. You were only allowed to dance to certain genres. Mm -hmm. So you had to be real clever on the outfit that you chose and the song that you chose Mm -hmm. with it, because if it didn't work, you weren't making any money. Yep. (laughs) So that's pretty much what featuring is, is just doing a theme set. And I'm not, not saying we had to put on an outfit, and just go out there and dance to the song. No, we had to put on a show mm-hmm. or you weren't doing it. Yeah. So that's kind of what trained me, I guess, to become a featured dancer. That's and, you know, when you get older and your back doesn't work properly, <laughs> you know, it's kind of nice just to go somewhere and be like, hey, here I am. And then go home. Yeah. <laughs> so versus working seven days a week, you know, dancing all night long. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not in my 20s anymore. So, you know, my back reminds me of it. Yeah. So where's your favorite place that you've danced? Uh, You don't have to name the club if you don't want to, but just at least the city. Paris, France. Yeah. Paris, France. I don't remember the name of the club, um, but the club was amazing. It was beautiful and it was scary. Scary. Yes. How? Because it's not in America, so they don't have all the building codes <gasps> that we do. Uh, so the, the club was two floors. There was a stage downstairs. Mm-hmm. And then there was these little stages upstairs that were circles, right? Okay. But there was no railings. 
oh no. <laughs> and everything was see-through. So it was super cool. So you're dancing on the stage up above and you could literally jump to the pole if you wanted to and slide all the way down. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> but there was no rails. So me being almost six feet tall and dancing on a stage that's maybe four feet around, I had to be very cautious (laughs) about where I was spinning, where I was stepping. That's really scary. (laughs) But it was beautiful. And it was just, I think it, I don't really think it was the club. I think it was the experience, Mm -hmm. you know, like I had to learn a different language within 24 hours. Yeah. And like, how do you even talk to customers if you're not? It was very difficult. It was very difficult. Yeah. So that right there, honestly, probably tested my hustling ability. Yeah. More than anything ever has in my life. And what were customers like in Paris? Like they were either really cool. Or really rude. <laughs> so there was no in between. Either it was, oh, yes, or ugh. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> what? Either they didn't like me because I was an American, or they didn't like me because I was a dancer, or sometimes it was just both. But they're at a strip club. <laughs> it was brand new. They didn't have me out there. Oh. So in France, I don't know about everywhere in France, but in Paris, it's illegal for a French um, citizen to be a stripper in France. They can have a strip club, but people that are living there, they can't dance there. So you had us girls from America. You had girls from England. You had girls from all the surrounding countries, but nobody was French. That's an interesting rule. I've never heard of that. Very different. Now, if it's still like that, I don't know. But when I went there, yeah. I mean, when was that? That was, oh God, was that eight, 17, 18 years ago? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, I. Well, like, what's the justification for a rule like that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> are they like, our girls are too good to be dancers, so they all have to be immigrants? Like, Maybe, or it was for uh, tax purposes because it was brand new, or I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. I have no idea. Huh. Yeah, we had to get work visas and all that. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to have to look that up because now I'm curious. Yeah, I, I never really looked too much into it. I just did what I was told, and yeah. I was out there for three weeks, and... Yeah, I was ready to come home after that. Yeah, yeah I was ready I'm to sure. come home. I had I'm enough sure. croissants and um, cappuccinos and crepes. Oh, my goodness. Crepes. Yeah. I yeah. ate a lot of crepes <laughs> to the point where I'll probably never eat one ever again in life. <laughs> I don't think I've still, to this day, have not eaten a crepe since I came back from France. Wow. Yeah. They're probably not the same anyway. I don't know, but I don't even want to find out. <laughs> no. Because they don't do a lot of breakfast out there. They do lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. So there really was no breakfast options except for crepes or croissants. Gotcha. That's it. <laughs> That's all you get. There was one hotel that we found that did uh, quote-unquote American breakfast. And it was like powdered eggs and toast. All right. <laughs> yeah. So wasn't, no, <laughs> no. Might as well go to jail. The food was better. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but it was still fun. What, so do you have any cool like travel stories? Like fun things that happened on the road? Oh. I don't really have any travel stories. Nothing really happens like traveling wise. I have mm. a lot of tra- uh, club stories. <laughs> yeah. But traveling, I do get mistaken for Uma Thurman a lot. You know, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's about the extent of my traveling stories is people sitting on a plane staring at me trying to figure out if I'm Uma Thurman or not. <laughs> yeah. And then if they approach me and I tell them I'm not her, 
they give me a stank eye, like I'm lying. <laughs> and yeah. Or they go, oh, it's okay. You don't want to tell us. It's all right. I'm like, I'm not her. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm not her. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the extent of my traveling adventures. Yes. Is getting mistaken for a um, very successful actress. <laughs> yes. That's like the first time I went to uh, AVN. <laughs> I was brand new in the industry. I've been doing porn for like six months and nobody really knew who I was yet. And people kept coming up to me and asking me for autographs, but they were calling me other people's names. Like I got called like three different performers that I looked nothing alike. I got one for you. <laughs> I have never done porn mm-hmm. a day in my life. Nothing against it. Just not for me. Yeah. Okay. I went to AVN one year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was managing a strip club at the time. Yeah. And the girls, um, there was a performer there and they needed a backup dancer. So they chose my club and my girls were their backup dancers for AVN. Cool. So obviously I'm going to be there. Yeah. So I dressed up real nice. I mean, who doesn't want to dress up nice, yeah. right? I had over a hundred people walk up and ask me for my autograph and tell me that they loved my movie. And I asked them <laughs> which scene they liked and who they thought I was. And nobody could tell me. <laughs> they just wanted to talk to you. They just loved my movies and wanted to take a picture with me. And they, one guy was so ecstatic that I was one of his favorite porn stars. I, I wonder who they thought you were. <laughs> that sounds nice. I have no idea. But I, after a while, I was like, no, I'm not a porn star. No, I'm not a porn star. No, I'm not. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, thank you. I'm glad you Start loved it. For picture. Yeah. Picture. <laughs> Cheese. Okay. Like, oh man, that's hilarious. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> like, yeah. you can only say you're not something so many times before you're like, yeah, whatever. They, fine. They're certainly fat to you. <laughs> no, they were dead. Like, no, I have your movie. I said, like, okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> what movie would Can I have movie? one? Right. Like, I would love to know which one I'm in. Yeah. Like, was there a secret <laughs> camera in my bedroom one night I didn't know about? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody be in trouble. Right. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, that's never happened. But hey, <laughs> never know. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> so tell me about your bakery. I actually didn't know that you have a bakery. I know that you are really good at baking. Yeah. So during the quarantine, I started a small company called Ivy's Oven. Nice. And it's pretty much for everything. Um, mainly I've been doing custom cake orders. Cool. Um, but I made this company because especially nowadays and me personally knowing that I'm always so busy, mm-hmm. but I always make dinner every night. Mm-hmm. I have one child left at home. He's, I mean, almost out of the house, but being a mom for so long, that's my job is to make sure that they have dinner mm-hmm. every night. My mom did the same thing. They get fast food once a week. Yeah. You know, that's just, you have to have dinner every night. Yeah. And I was like, with society and how everything is nowadays, people don't really have time to cook, nor do people know how Mm -hmm. to cook nowadays. You can buy meals in a bag and get them delivered (laughs) to your front door. Like nobody has to learn how to cook nowadays. So I started it mainly for the cakes and the desserts and stuff like that. But I also started it for people who don't want to order from the cheesecake factory and they don't mm-hmm. want to order McDonald's or whatever it is. Let's yeah. just say they want a home cooked meal. They can go on um, online and they can literally order a home cooked meal for their family. That's or let's awesome. say like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Instead of ordering the food from Smith's or Sam's club or Albertson's. Mm-hmm. You can order it from me and it's legit home made. That's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. So 
it, it, it yeah, it got, I got really, really busy. I believe I got, really, <laughs> I got busier than I thought I was going to. So, um, it was a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really exciting though. So like, what kind of things do you make? Um, everything. Yeah. Everything. Like I make regular cakes. I make gluten-free. I made yes. a gluten vegan sugar-free cake the other day. Wow. That was a challenge. Wow. So a lady That's... was allergic to gluten. She was um, allergic to sugar and That's she tough. was a vegetarian because uh, she was a cancer survivor. Wow. So she couldn't have basically anything, man. And I figured it out and it actually tasted really good. That's awesome. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> yes. So I found out that people that are allergic to sugar can have coconut sugar. Mm. There's coconut sugar. That probably tastes great. Yeah. And then the almond flour obviously doesn't yeah. have any gluten in it. And it's so, high protein. Yeah. And then they have, you know, they have everything for vegetarians, butter, mm -hmm. oil, they have all that stuff. So yeah. that wasn't the difficult part. It was combining everything together to make it a cake. Yeah. And making frosting. Oh yeah. Without sugar. Whoa. <laughs> How? Yes. So do they have like fine coconut sugar? No. <laughs> no so you had to get real creative very creative <laughs> yes Woo! very creative but i figured it out that's all that matters that's awesome yes wow i'm, I'm gonna have to try that because yeah. <laughs> i i'm allergic to gluten too i have yeah i have the recipe i will gladly send it to you yeah, I, oh, <laughs> yes 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 yes, yes. Oh, i made some brownies the other day some gluten-free brownies and they were so good yeah they were so good but i couldn't i made them in these little like bun pans and, and you couldn't get them out. Get them out. I had to like pry them out with a plastic knife. <laughs> mm -hmm. So next time you do that, um, they have these little silicone cups. Mm -hmm. And what I do with those, especially with the kids, yeah, you know, cause I have nieces and nephews and the last thing I want is them reaching in there and grabbing the brownies, what they're in the yeah. house, you know? So there's these little silicone cups. They're like little cupcakes Cute. cups and you bake it in there. So then all you have to do is just peel the brownie out. That's smart. <laughs> I need to do that because I made a huge mess. Yeah. See? <laughs> but it tasted good. No, of course it tasted good. Scrape <laughs> <laughs> from the bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I buttered it and everything. It was, just, it was too sticky. Mm -hmm. So what about you? Do you have anything coming up? Um, well, I've been doing the podcast and I am um I've been camming a lot, to be oh, honest. Okay. Um, I'm working with this new campsite fantasy club and I've been helping, ooh, I'm caught. I've been helping them test it out. And <laughs> these nails, I'm telling you, they're so cute. I don't know if you guys can see these, but they have like piercings on them and they're driving me nuts. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're adorable, but they keep getting caught on everything. Yeah, I can't do it. Mm -mm. but it I, I like it I like the sound <laughs> I love the sound of it <laughs> do you do that while you're playing with yourself in the microphone <laughs> I <Yeah>. would <laughs> I would I'd be like do you hear that do you hear that do you hear that <laughs> oh man but yeah I don't think I'll do the piercings again because it's it's a nightmare <laughs> especially during sweater season oh yeah yeah it is it is getting chilly out there it's not too bad today yeah but yesterday it was cold yeah it, it was, was really chilly. cold yesterday i had to turn the heat on in my house for the first time but it's been like unseasonably warm like it's november and going on december and it's still like in the 70s yeah. so, yes i agree um the one thing that i was saying uh, a couple days ago actually um about three is it three or four years ago it was 85 degrees during thanksgiving what and 
cooking a Thanksgiving dinner at 85 degrees. Oh, no. I almost died. That's rough. I'm like, I don't ever want to experience that again. Yeah. Ever in life. Like, so I was just thankful that it is not in the 80s. No. Because I wouldn't be cooking. I'd be like, I'm canceling Thanksgiving. No, we're getting Chinese food. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I will never do that again. Oh, never. No. No. So the 70s, you can do it with the 70s. Yeah. It's okay. But yeah, it still is exceptionally warm out here for this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of excited though, because my birthday is in December 8th. And actually, I think this episode will be coming out on my birthday. Oh, so make sure y'all <laughs> tell her happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. Yes. Um, but this is possibly going to be the first time that it's like really nice weather on my birthday. Yes. So I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, so what are you going to do? I don't know yet. I don't know. I might. I was thinking about like going somewhere like Tahoe or something, but then I just don't feel like it because I've become a hermit now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. I might like go go-kart racing or something. That actually sounds fun. There's some really fun go-kart places around here. Mm, I bet. Uh, that's, I, I love it. Last year I uh, got myself a billboard. <laughs> really yeah because I was like well I can't go anywhere and do anything so and I usually I usually have this tradition where I throw like a big party with either strippers or burlesque performers and like it's usually a money-making party also but like I don't know since the pandemic I just don't feel like doing any of that (laughs) so at this club that I work at out here called centerfolds Mm -hmm. they actually have a burlesque show yeah from 11 o'clock until 12 o'clock nice so maybe i'll go to that Mm -hmm. (laughs) that'll be fun you have to come check it out it's actually a really cool show it really is like i wasn't too um fond of it when i first heard about it and then when i went back to work and i actually saw it i was like oh okay i was like this it's this is Vegas. Yeah. This is the original Vegas. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, because the club that I work at, it was um, originally a different club, mm-hmm. but it's one of, besides two others, one of the oldest clubs in Las Vegas. Oh, that's cool. So obviously when they first opened up the clubs out here, there wasn't strippers. It yeah. was burlesque dancers. Mm-hmm. They didn't take everything off. Yeah. So they just brought it back and it actually works. That's great. Yeah. That's really awesome. I love burlesque. I, I've uh, produced and hosted a bunch of shows and it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I was doing an online show for a while, but it just became too overwhelming to keep it going. I but it, it was pretty fun. The online shows are interesting because you can book whoever the fuck you want and you're mm-hmm. not constrained by location and also I was able to do things that I wouldn't normally be able to do in certain venues like fire performances or yeah like, you I, gotta have the license and uh, yeah. yeah I had a girl do like the performance with a grinder and sparks and mm-hmm. we had some crazy ones <laughs> yeah actually this girl fun. angel that I know um she does the grinding and wait, Angel Bow has all the tattoos. Yeah, yeah, British. yeah, yeah. yeah. She was in my shows. I actually know her. <laughs> yeah, she's really awesome. She's she, super cool. She's an amazing performer. Oh yeah, yeah. She does some things that I yeah. No, thank you. Like mm-mm. yeah, I did a show downtown and booked her, and she did like some needle play. Yeah, she she's a really incredible performer. Very intense performer yeah very intense like if, if you have a weak stomach I would not watch her isn't she like Miss Nude USA now yep. or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I we actually um I think that's how I first met her because we were in the Miss Exotic USA competition mm-hmm. together yep it's fun yeah that's we were in the Miss Exotic competition together I think so I think that was the first time or was Miss Nude 
or I, she was that I didn't perform. I didn't um, compete in that one. Somebody I knew was competing in that one. Hmm. It was one of the two. I can't. God, it was so long ago. I want to. I want to get into doing the competitions. I like. I finally got my pole. I'm a little bit rusty. <laughs> it's been a while. My pole fell the other day. <laughs> oh, were you on it? I was doing an online oh. show. It was live. <laughs> and the worst part is no one's allowed to record it. And I wasn't filming myself. So there's no. There's no. <laughs> but, oh, man, it was so embarrassing. There were a bunch of people watching and I was like at the top of the pole. And it just came crashing down. <laughs> Um, I had to like get back up like ta-da. Well, it can't be any worse than when I was learning a new pole trick. Um, can't go in the club and just no. practice. You <laughs> have to practice while you're on the stage with a yeah. whole bunch of people. So I was learning how to climb upside down and then hold myself out upside down. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody... Sure or lotion like they're not supposed to. Oh no. Which is a major no-no. Okay, Never everybody knows wear this. Lotion on the pole. No. Please. Um and I did this and I caught a little slick spot so I jerked, but when I jerked, I went like this. Here's the pole. Here's me. I said, <laughs> oh, on my back. No. And I just laid there. <laughs> and when I say it was packed, oh. it was packed in there. Oh, okay. No. Slammed wall to wall, hundreds of people. And I literally just laid there and was like, fuck my life. Oh, I was no. like, <gasps> knocked the wind out of me. So I caught my breath finally. <laughs> and I literally sat up and I looked around at everybody and I said, like that, like, that's that's like, you you. <laughs> like, that's really all you can do when it comes to, like, I said, hey, I said, hey, I'm a human. I'm sorry. And everybody started clapping and laughing and throwing money because they were just yeah. like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so yeah. I think I would have rather fell on camera. <laughs> yeah, on carpet. On carpet. <laughs> yeah. That would have been, yeah. If I had to choose, yeah, I would gladly trade you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've um, definitely fallen on stage a couple of times and it's super embarrassing, but I always end up making money out yeah. of it. <laughs> I just think it's funny when you actually fall and you get the customers and they're like, <gasps> you know, and you're like, whoa, it's, yeah. it's not that serious. Like, it's okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, I just remembered a really funny story from when I was working in San Francisco. Uh, it was it was one of those wild nights. I used to never work weekends ever because I hate them. <laughs> but for some reason, I got a wild hair up my ass to work a Saturday night. <laughs> I was up at the top of the pole, walking on the ceiling, <laughs> and I smelled smoke. Oh. This lady at the tip rail had leaned back into a candle and lit her hair and on fire. Lit her hair on fire, and I'm upside down, walking on the ceiling, looking down, seeing flames coming up the back of this lady's head, and she's too drunk to even realize what's going on. <laughs> and this guy starts smacking her in the back of the head, and she turns around and punches him because he's smacking her, not realizing that her hair is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm still up there. <laughs> like, uh, should I come down or should I just stay up here? Because <laughs> this is all just a little too close. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> like the clubs filling with smoke. It was this huge ordeal. And I think the lady like threw something at the manager. <laughs> like she was belligerent. <laughs> oh wow. She ended up getting dragged out. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Well, one time I was at the top of the pole. <laughs> Same thing, walking around the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. And I always do my, the last little thing that I do is I slide down into the splits. Yeah. Okay. So I'm doing my tricks and I go to slide down into the splits and my heel. Oh no. Snaps. <gasps> 
and flies <laughs> and boom, hits this guy right in between his eyes. Okay. He flips backwards. Okay. Hits the table that's behind him, drinks everywhere. I don't even realize what's going on until I stand up and I'm like, why is one foot higher than the other? And I look down and I start looking around and I was like, oh my God. The guy's head is bleeding because it hit him so hard. I was like, okay. I said, well, I guess my night is over. I don't have any shoes and everybody thinks that I'm trying to kill them. So I'm going to go home. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to call it a night. Call it a night. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to, yeah. Start over. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes can be wild places. Man, can they? Man. Oh, geez. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about now, but I know when I first started, if you wanted to see or experience something that you know you could never experience anywhere else, the strip club is where you could go get it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I've, honestly can say that I have had my mind blown (laughs) while I'm working at a club. Yeah. And it (laughs) sometimes makes you look at people differently because you're like, I would have never expected you to do some shit like that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It, It definitely taught me to be, to be a great actress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to learn to roll with whatever happens. Whatever is happening. Oh, you just pulled a dildo out of your ass while you have your business suit on. Okay, this is what we're doing. All right. So what are you going to do with that now? Right? Like, <laughs> Don't touch me with it. And how much extra are you paying me for doing that? Like, without letting me know. I at least want a warning. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> or if you're in a three-piece suit and you strip down and you're in a diaper, you could at least give me a heads up. Just saying. Yeah. People love springing their fetishes on strippers. Yes. <laughs> and like with no warning, no, no warning, like lead up conversation. And I've seen so many. Yes. <laughs> and like most of the time it's fun. <laughs> but sometimes it's like, whoa. Wait, I wasn't ready. Like, <laughs> have a straight Kevin Hart moment. Like, no, I wasn't ready. <laughs> One of my favorite customers of all time. He was a regular of all the San Francisco clubs, and I adore him. And he, his thing was puffy coats. <laughs> he wanted everybody to rub their butts on his puffy coats. And it was like the cutest, most endearing fetish. Yes. I had a guy, I had a, lick, a boot licker. Mm-hmm. He liked to lick boots. That's oh, it. Yeah. Just, just lick the boots. That's it. The thigh highs, patent leather, just lick your boots. That's all he wanted to do. Um, let's see. Another customer I had for a very long time. All he wanted to do was just sniff your armpit. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> but he didn't like me too much because I didn't get stinky enough for him. <laughs> That's what he told me. He said that I'm not smelly enough. He said he loves me, but I'm not smelly enough. So <laughs> I had to pass him on to somebody else. Um, yeah, but hey, you know, it is what it is. It wasn't smelly enough. Yeah. Nothing I could do about it. Everybody's got their thing. You know, yeah. Um, so I used to dye my hair dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will never forget the first time I was... Oh, I was young. I think I'd only been dancing for maybe six months. So I still wasn't even sure what I was even supposed to be doing yet. Yeah. Going from a tomboy to a girl. I was still trying to figure out how to be a girl. (laughs) Um, But this guy walked up to me and I'll never forget this. And he goes, my safe word is whatever his safe word was. I don't remember what his actual safe word is, (laughs) but he's like, my safe word is this. And I was like, 
Okay. okay. What are we doing? I was like, <laughs> are you scared? I was like, <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about a safe word? Is that a code to a safe? That's what I'm thinking. There's so much negotiation that's supposed to go on before we get to that point. Okay, mind you, <laughs> no clue what he was talking about. Yeah. I didn't even know what a dominatrix was. Oh man! But I guess in my heels. I mean, I'm six three in my shoes. Yeah, you're super tall. So I'm a big, tall, dark-haired, mean-looking bitch. I guess, and he <laughs> just assumed she's gonna beat the shit out of me. So I said, "Okay, whatever," and I walked off. Like, <laughs> Bye, weirdo. Like, okay, I don't know what that means, but whatever. So about twenty minutes later, he walks up and says, "Mistress." And I was like, <laughs> that's not my name. Then he goes, what's your name? I said, my name is Mimi. And he goes, Mistress Mimi. I said, no, just Mimi. I was like, I'm not your mistress. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, bro, you're weird. Like, what the, I was so angry because I'm like, what is up with this guy? Again, there's a whole conversation and negotiation that's supposed to lead up to this point. Okay. No and if clue. he's really submitting, he, he's supposed to call you whatever you tell him to call you. Also, Like I said, I have no, so I'm in the back, long story short, I'm in the back. And uh, one of the older girls, she happened to be a dominatrix. And I was sitting there talking about this weird guy that keeps walking up to me. <laughs> And she goes, oh, honey, this is what you need to do. And I was like, I got to do what? <laughs> Just yell at him a little bit. I was like, and I'm not going to get in trouble for that. She goes, no. Which nowadays in the clubs, you get in trouble for that. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So that was my first time being a dominatrix. <laughs> and um he definitely, definitely put my acting skills to the test because he wanted me to kick him in the balls. Oh, geez. Repeatedly. <laughs> you got um, thrown in the deep end. <laughs> yeah. Repeatedly kick him in the balls. He wanted me to pinch his nipples until they bleed. He wanted me to slap him in the face repeatedly until he said his safe word. Um <laughs> He, after that, he wanted to get put on a dog leash and he wanted me to walk him around the club on all fours, like a dog and go up to random customers. So he could <laughs> tell them that he was my bitch. You could never do that. Now. <laughs> no, back then, yes, we were totally allowed to. Now we would get fired instantly <laughs> or thrown in jail. One of the two. Um, cause it's illegal to perform a fetish in a strip club now. Really? Yes. Oh, it's actually, <laughs> yes. It's illegal to smack your own ass in a strip club. Yeah, that's true. It's illegal to touch your own nipples in a strip club. So crazy. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, yeah, I got thrown into the dominatrix thing, um, yeah. real quick. So everything after that wasn't that bad. That's I like, <laughs> yeah, wasn't that bad. If you're not used to doing all those things, especially like hardcore stuff like ball busting and things yeah. with blood, like, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Was um, consent is key, guys. You got to communicate, you and... have to communicate, yeah, especially, yeah, and, and learn how to pay attention. If someone's looking at you like they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Probably don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. man. And so many, I feel like so many guys go to strip clubs specifically seeking out girls who seem like they're new or don't know what they're doing to do that with. I agree. <laughs> like, I agree. Like a pretty common thing. It is. It's very common. Yeah. That's why they call it um, uh, new booty money. Mm -hmm. Because every time a new booty comes in, they make all this money. Because they're new. Mm -hmm. And then when the regular customers are like, oh, you're old now. Mm -hmm. They move on <laughs> to the next one. Like, let me see what I can get this girl to do. What can I convince her that's right or wrong? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And a lot of 
boundaries get pushed because they think that the girl might be inexperienced when really a lot of the customers don't realize most of us have been dancing for a while. We just jump from club to club. Yeah. <laughs> so it might just be new here. I love playing the new girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm oh, like, man. oh, is that what we have to do? <laughs> oh, man. I was a stay-at-home mom. I just got in the business. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go back to dancing in Vegas, I was, I'm just like, I'm from San Francisco. I'm new here. <laughs> like, I love it when I go back to a club that I've worked at. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this for 23 years, so yeah. everybody knows me. Yeah. But I'll just pop back into a club I haven't been to in a while. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, hey, baby. And all the girls are like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, I'm the new girl. Or they don't, or nobody says hi to me at first, and I'm just sitting there, and I have the, you know, 21, 22-year-old girl that walks up to me, and she's like, so, when did you start working here? And I'm like, <laughs> today. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, here, let me tell you how this club is. And I'm like, all right. All right. <laughs> Whatever you say, lady. I'll entertain it. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, okay. So when did you start dancing? I'm like, before you were born. <laughs> and they're always like, what? No. Wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you weren't even a thought in your mom's eye when I was already on the pole. So, yeah, but thank you, though. <laughs> I was like, thank you for letting me know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's entertaining. Yeah. Hmm. I, I know the feeling. That's how it is when I go back to San Francisco. Like, I used to do this monthly feature show out there, and I would, like, fly out for it. And I danced in San Francisco for years and years and years, all up and down the same block. <laughs> that one block? That one block. Yeah. And so, like, the club managers know me. Most of the staff knows me. A bunch of the, like, older dancers know me. And, like, I'd show up for my feature show, and the new girls just had no idea who I was. Mm-hmm. And they just treat me like I just showed up. And I'm like, no, no, I danced here for years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love years. it. I mean, it's cool that they try to tell us how, you know, things are yeah, going cool. on. You know what I mean? But, or... You know, what? I do appreciate when dancers look out for new girls. And I, yes, that. And yeah, that. So that is one thing that is different now compared to when I first started, because when I first started dancing, when you were the new girl, oh, you got bullied. Oh, you got bullied real bad. Yeah. Um. But now, I mean, new girls walk in and we're just like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, just there's another dancer. Yeah. Not a big deal. But when I first started, yeah, like girls tested me, tested me bad. Me yeah, real bad. But back then we were allowed to fight. So many fights. We were allowed to fight. Like there was actually a camera in the dressing room so they could just sit there and watch you where people could log on and they could watch the dressing room because we would fight there was at least one fight every night we were not allowed to fight on the floor yeah we had to go in the dressing room but once it was over with go right back to work as long (laughs) as there was no problems like and we were, we were fine going back out there with a black eye and a Literally. Oh, my goodness. It, I mean, it happened all the time, but there was no problems in the club. <laughs> there was none of this cattiness and all this because they everybody knew, like, if you were one of those girls that came in and thought you were hot shit and nobody was going to touch you, you were going to get touched. So there was none of this. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. There was no talking yeah. about people. There was no point in la- you know, yeah. no. It was either work and smile and get along great, or you have a problem, go in the back, fight it out, and then get it over with. And everybody was fine after that. That's that's an interesting like pressure release valve. Like I've never worked anywhere where it was just just go handle it. Like yeah. fights happen for sure. Oh yeah, no. But back then, like now, I mean, you yell at somebody and you get fired. Yeah. So yeah. Or I'm sorry, not fired. Your contract gets terminated. Can't say <laughs> fired anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. 
They're loopholes. <laughs> yes, there's little loopholes. Yes. Want to be fabulous just like these strippers? Pay attention. It's stripper tips. My one piece of advice that I would give to other performers is stay focused. Uh, stay focused on your goal. Stay focused on the reason that you're doing it, whether it be to buy a house or provide for your family or buy a Gucci purse. I mean, I don't know. Everybody has different outlooks on why they want to be a dancer. Um, just stay focused and don't ever in life think that you have had a bad night because at the end of the day, if you're making $200 a day, you're still making more than the average person that's working a nine to five. That's a really good point. So um, be grateful for what you have. Don't be grateful for what you don't get. Um, you will have a night where you make $1,500. Then you'll have another night where you make $100. But at the end of the day, you made someone's paycheck for the last three weeks in two days. Um, don't be stupid. Save your money. And just have fun. Don't start doing drugs. Don't become an alcoholic. I see it all the time. I've, like I said, I've been dancing for 23 years. I've never drank at work. Wow. Ever. Um, because that's when problems start. Mm -hmm. Um, that's when guys can take advantage of you because you are intoxicated. It's just like being at a normal club. Yeah. Except at the strip club, you're more vulnerable because you're already half naked. Yeah. So I've seen it way too many times, yeah. way too many times. Yeah. Just remember um, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> um, to each his own. I mean, everybody ha has their own choices in life, but I feel like if you're going to get in this game, you get in this game to get out of it at one point in time. Do you have any advice for like exit strategies and starting businesses? Um, exit strategies and starting business. It just depends on what you want to do. I mean, ex exit strategy is always investing. Yeah. Whether it's in a house or a business or a bond, you know what I mean? Or, um, NFTs or, stocks you know especially it's a lot different nowadays yeah um sure. i would definitely say real estate nowadays and um like uh cryptocurrency stuff like that um i would definitely invest in that and yeah. don't ever buy a hundred thousand dollar car before you buy a house <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that's about it yeah because I, I mean, I made that mistake when I first started dancing, you know, I was like, Oh, I made $1,500 on stage. I can go blow that on this and I'll just make it back tomorrow. Um, <laughs> if I had all the money that I blew cause I made it back the next day. Yeah. It'd be quite, quite a substantial amount of money. Same. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts to think about all the it money. It really does. And I'm saying that because I made that mistake, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, Everybody does it. Everybody does it. I don't know. Not one person that got in the dancing game and was like, no, I saved every penny. <laughs> you know, like, no, it's just so fun. And you work so hard for it. Yeah. And you feel like you deserve it. But the money, it doesn't last, especially nowadays. It's not like it used to be. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. So and I've noticed even in the last few years, dancing has gotten a little bit harder. <laughs> it has gotten a little bit less than I used to. And I can honestly say that is because um, from what I've noticed is women don't value or appreciate themselves as much as they used to. Um, they allow a lot more for a lot less. Yeah. So when I first started, if a guy wanted to touch me, I charged him $100 a song. Good. $100 a song. As it should be. <laughs> That's how I feel. But now, like I said, girls are doing a lot more for a lot less. Yeah. It's just know your, know your value, know your worth. Mm -hmm. You're a human being, you're a woman. And just remember if they want it, they'll pay for it. That's true. 
You don't have to give it away for free. And it only takes one. It only takes one. It really does. It sounds very <laughs> cliche, but it really only takes it really one. only takes one. It really does. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've had like a fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar night in an empty club. Yep. And it was from <laughs> one on person. On a Tuesday night. <laughs> on a Tuesday. Yeah. So long story short, most amount of money I ever made in one night, I made um thirty thousand dollars. Oh my God. <laughs> in one night. Off how? of one person. What? And all I did, no bullshit, was sit there and talk to him. Those are the best ones. <laughs> yep. So I sat there and talked to him. It was a young kid. Uh, long story short, young kid. Father passed away. He inherited his father's multi-million dollar company. Mm-hmm. He came in. He was depressed. Didn't know how to run the company. His dad was dead. He was on the verge of suicide. Mm. I happened to just walk up to him and ask him if he wanted to dance. He told me to go in the back and put my clothes on. <laughs> and he gave me literally $30,000. It was like six o'clock in the evening. We left at six o'clock in the morning. So 12 hours, wow. just sat there, talked, just ordered out. food, ate pizza, <laughs> all that. That's awesome. In my regular clothes. And made $30,000. He needed some company. He needed some company. But that's my point of know your worth. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I was fully dressed. Yeah. Not doing a damn thing. And I still made $30,000. And he didn't even see not a nipple. Nothing. <laughs> he didn't even want to see... What was under your clothes? Nothing. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome that you were also able to provide him the company that he needed. Like he was yeah. going through a tough time and just wanted somebody to hang out with him. And that's him. what I mean by pay attention. Mm-hmm. Sometimes dancing is not about putting your boobs in someone's face or shaking your butt on their crotch or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, talking dirty to them or anything like so you have to you have to learn how to read the room you have to be a counselor you have to be somebody's best friend you have to be um their escape go uh you have to be everything yeah <laughs> like literally everything um and so many people go to the champagne room with me to cry on me <laughs> yes yes um yeah mainly i'm, I'm a therapist yeah yeah I was saying nine times out of 10, I'm a therapist. Mm-hmm. I'm not a stripper. I'm a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean by learn your, you know, pay attention to your surroundings, like learn to pay attention to what's going on around you. Because if I wouldn't have been paying attention, I wouldn't have made $30,000. But I've been like, oh, you want to dance? And he said, no, I would have been like, walk away like most girls do. Yeah. But instead I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta so I'm like, why not? And he's like, because I just want to talk. And I'm like, oh, okay. I can talk. I can talk. <laughs> I can talk. Well. <laughs> you know? Wow. But most girls nowadays, they go, you want to dance? No. And they take the fun. They just take off. But you have to take the time to figure out why people are there. Exactly. Pay attention. Learn your surroundings. Just like when you go to a new club. You sit in the back and you watch what's going on and you see, you know, like, okay, that's the manager. That's, she's been working here for a while. That's the house mom. Do the same thing with the customers. Mm-hmm. Every night it's a new adventure. <laughs> it really is. It really is. <laughs> Every night it's a new adventure. Oh man, people watching in strip clothes is so fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can learn a lot. I used to dance this place where they had one champagne room that had a glass floor that like overlooked everything. <laughs> and it was my favorite room to get because I could just watch everybody from up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. You see all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, you can learn. I learned so much by just watching the crowd. It's true. Like, okay, you're on stage. That guy right there is drooling over her. So he probably likes black women. So I'm not going to approach him because 
he didn't get two shits when I was on stage. So, okay, he's out. I'm not going to get anything from him. <laughs> you know, just like little things like that. Or the Asian girls on stage and this guy's like, oh, okay, well, don't even bother going to him. You know, like everybody's got their thing. Everybody has their thing. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else? <laughs> I think we're good. Um, so before we wrap it up, I, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, um, you can find me on Google. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Instagram is at Mimi513. Um, Facebook is Mimi Ivy Revealed. Uh, my website is MimiIvyRevealed.com. And all other social media platforms are just Mimi Ivy. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. And do you have a website for your bakery? I do not have a website yet, um, but I do have an Instagram and I am on Google. It's Ivy's Oven, I-V-E-Y-S Oven. Yes. Yeah. So don't have a website yet, but it is getting made (laughs) as we speak. That's exciting. So yeah, I just have to edit all the pictures because there's a lot that goes into yeah. Posting pictures about food versus your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. A lot more editing, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. So <That's> hilarious. <laughs> well, thank you, Mimi, for joining us. Yeah. Today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I can't wait yeah. to watch it. And for those of you out there, remember this is a listener funded podcast. So you can donate to our PayPal. The link should be below. And you can also check out our sponsor, X Poll. And we'll post the link for that as well. And Next poll needs see, to send me a poll. I will see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. This has been a production with Period Podcast Network. You can find out more on Instagram at Period Podcast Network. And you can follow us at Yes, a Stripper Podcast on Instagram and Yes, a Stripper Pod on Twitter. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave your feedback in the comments on YouTube. We'll see you next week. And that's on period. Network.